You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're tuned in. Today's episode of the podcast is a little bit overdue. Podcast episodes 441 through 445 were about reading the Bible better. This was something we talked about a lot in January, and I did podcast episodes in February to try to keep that momentum moving. Well, I've had a few other things that I thought we needed to talk about, but I'd like to wrap up my Read the Bible Better podcast episodes. So today I have a guest uh, in my office with me. I have Jeremy Stroh. Stroh, thanks a lot for joining me, man. Welcome. You're welcome. Stroh, you are um, you're a frequent collaborator on the podcast, but this is an episode I specifically ask you to join me for because uh, you have a strong background in herpeneutics, in interpreting the Bible. Like You have a great understanding. You've taught this a bunch in college ministry and student ministry over the years, as well as you're really a very gifted reader of the Bible yourself as far as being able to handle the text in a healthy way, to understand what it was, what it meant when the authors wrote it so we can apply it to ourselves. So pat on the back, man. Way to go. Thanks, Thanks for being buddy. a good Bible reader. I appreciate it's fun. it. I like doing it. So yeah. All right. So let's dive in. Stro, our topic today, this is the last tip I want to pass on to our church folks about reading the Bible better. I'm encouraging our church to recognize and respect the genre of the book they're reading. All right. Now, genre is a word that is super familiar to some people in the church, but it might be a word that is unfamiliar to others. Stro, what on earth is genre? Yeah, so the good news is that genre is pretty familiar when we think about like movies and that kind of stuff. You got okay. comedies, you got so it's a type of literature, um, just like you have types of movies or so kind of like a category. Yeah, it's a category. So in scripture, pretty common genres that we talk about are narrative or story. Okay, uh, and that's the most common in the Bible. So we're talking about Noah and the Ark, David kills Goliath. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got Proverbs, which. Proverbs is a good example of that. Yeah. Right. So wise sayings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Prophets. Right. Uh, all right. Isaiah's preaching to me. Those are pretty well identifiable. There you go. Um, you've got gospels, which are kind of a little bit of a mix of a few different things. Okay. So that's a little bit different. Um, you've got law literature, which would be a lot of sure. Exodus. You know, numbers, Deuteronomy. Yeah, ordination yeah. of the priests. What, what happens if my bull kills your bull? When do yeah. I go to a festival? How do I offer a sacrifice? What are the Ten Commandments? Ten Commandments. This yeah, kind of stuff. Go. Okay. And so that's law literature. So these are just really common types. There's more, but that's a good picture of what a genre is. Um, you know, I know on the New Testament end of things, you mentioned gospel. And, of course, Acts is our big one big story, like the one big narrative mm-hmm. we get. But uh, pretty common I guess in the Old Testament, I can only think of it like like one place for sure, maybe more. But in the New Testament, the genre of letter, like, you common. know, like we call the epistle, right? But yep. the genre of letter is a ton of the New Testament, you mm-hmm. know, like Romans all the way really through Jude. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So we don't know what to do with Hebrews, but right, everything <laughs> everything else, right? Um, there's I got one more in my head, and that is um, rare, but it is apocalyptic. apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah, which is Revelation. Which mm-hmm. is a little bit of Daniel, you know, yep. almost half for some people, and mm-hmm. maybe a few pockets like sure. Zechariah or a touch of Ezekiel is mm-hmm. what people would call early or pre-apocalyptic, yep. kind of before the genre was developed. But some of the same, you know, qualities. So, yep. um, and in the Psalms, you're going to read poetry, right? Yep. Like that wisdom literature that is uh, mm-hmm. poetic. There you go. All right. So, Stro, now we have a good sense for like 
all right, what kind of genres are we going to encounter? What categories of writing are we going to mm-hmm. come across? How does an awareness of genre help me read the Bible better? How is it going to help a person interpret Scripture better, in your opinion? Yeah, so let's take narrative and law. Those okay. are two very different types of writing. Totally agree. Very different types. And if you mix up your interpretation, you'll mess those up, right? So like narrative, you've got a great story here. Um, if you try to pull oughts, like what should you do, what you ought to do from a narrative, you can get into trouble. The truth is a lot of times if you look at a biblical character, they're not showing you what you ought to do. They're just doing what they did. Yeah, they're just telling you what happened. Okay, so like, yeah. for example, um, Jeff Thaff, the judge, sure. that makes a stupid, rash vow mm-hmm. that the best we can tell, he winds up, you know, sacrificing his daughter because of it. All right, so that is a narrative where we see what happened. It, you know, it described the events, but it didn't prescribe what we should do. It's not telling us the law. It's not saying live like this, do this. Yeah. It's just telling you what happened. Yeah, a common way to, to refer it, narratives describe, they don't prescribe. Okay, great. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty common. That's memorable. Law, on the other hand, is not like that. Yeah. Law is pretty specific about telling you what you ought to do okay. and what you ought not to do. Yep. Um, now that said, um, laws have to be interpreted inside of context. And the reason that Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy get long is because context changes everything. And they get super specific about, here's what you do, here's what you do. So I'll bet somebody's listening to this podcast thinking, oh, law, that's a genre I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. You know, I was reading Exodus. I know this appears in Exodus and Leviticus. You know, God's pretty specific telling Israelites not to boil a kid goat in its mother's mm-hmm. milk. And while we scratch our head over that, wouldn't it be nice to untangle it and know what God means by that? And mm-hmm. is there anything besides you know, culinary principles that I'm supposed to observe. Turns out there is. I don't want to spoil the fun and tell everybody what it means. But mm-hmm. this, the law can be difficult for people. Some, yeah. Now, do not murder. Okay, super clear. Sure. And before we wrap up this law, turns out that in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught us that there's a little bit more to it, right? Yeah. I mean, he, so he was real clear. What? How do you interpret the law? What's the right way to read it? He was real quick to say, the whole thing, the purpose of all of it, everything that you're going to read, every single law that you'll run into in the Old Testament, it's got two goals, that you would love God with every ounce of your being, yep. that you would love one another. Yeah. He, I mean, he's constantly being a good rabbi handling the law, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the law says the law says don't murder. And then Jesus ups the ante, don't hate. Like he's reading, he's interpreting it super well, you yeah. know, through the lens of, of not just like, what, are, what do I have to do? Well, so that was an interesting example, narrative versus law, right? And I can see just from this conversation how if I learned to read the law better, it could come to life for me, and I could be more accurate with it, right? Yeah. What are some of the things in, in like, uh, the other genres that give me some help? Help me think of ways to tell our church how genre could help me in some of the other categories in our Bible. Sure. So if you were to pick Proverbs, for instance. Okay. Proverbs is very practical. Agreed. Not not primarily theological. Like it's not primarily telling you a ton about who God is. It's telling you a lot about how you're supposed to interact with one another. Yeah. It's speaking real life practical truths. Sure. It kind of tells us the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and then it just shows you what like if you fear God, so live like this, mm-hmm. and then, and then it shows you how to walk. Yeah. And so what you'll find if you're not careful and you get super literal with all the proverbs. Yeah. Um, you'll go, well, um, the Lord. Uh, some places it can seem like the Lord is leading us into a selfish mentality. Like, yeah. this is how you handle this. or yeah. um, You'll come out financially better if you, do, if you this, do this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, be a little bit of a trickster. or be a little... It's not that. The key to remember with 
Proverbs is that it's wisdom about how life seems to work day to day. Yeah. You know, I can also think about how, like, when you're reading the Proverbs, it requires a little creativity because there's a lot of metaphor, a oh, lot yeah. of, you know, there's it's you know, he, there's a lot of examples that could be abused if you're not careful, right? So, mm. whereas in narrative, for example, you know, I'm trying, if I want to understand narrative correctly, well, then I need to be paying attention to like, well, we already know this. This is the easiest one because we were taught to read in school this way. Sure. Pay attention to the characters, to the plot, to the time frame, to the setting. You know, what's the big storyline? You know, mm-hmm. what's the conflict? Have, have you heard this before? Is this repeated? Are there themes that show? So the narrative is almost like the easiest one, you know. Yeah. What about a trickier one? What about like, um, so, you know, Proverbs and even poetry, really highly symbolic, very you know, a lot of imagery, a lot of personification. Yeah. Um, you might get into some weird places if you over-interpret some of that material. Absolutely. I think one of the best keys with like Psalms, especially, uh, when you talk about poetry, when you, it's, it's knowing what to do with metaphors. Okay. How, how do I handle a simile or a metaphor? Yeah. Um, I'll say this. When a writer uses a simile or a metaphor, they're saying something's like something else. Yeah. They don't mean... It's exactly. In all ways, it's like yeah, this. That's right. There's a specific way that those two things are alike. And if we stretch that too far, we're actually we're actually twisting their words. Yeah. Instead I, of representing what God's speaking, we're stretching it to say what we want to say. And the also the last thing I want us to do is to twist scripture, right? Yeah. I want to so so understand where the metaphor how the metaphor works and then don't try to don't try to play it out to the tenth degree. Don't go too far. Get the point, understand it. Yeah. All right. Well look for evidence right there. Yeah. If if he said it's like this, right? Well, then look around it yeah. in those verses. What particular attribute of those two things is showing up yeah. in the text? Well, yep. and even the even interpreting the Psalms, I mean, some of it is prophetic. Some of it's talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. and some of it's honest, but it's not necessarily almost like what you said a few minutes ago about prescriptive and descriptive. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just describing how a worshiper felt. Yep. It's not telling you how all worshipers should feel. Absolutely. There are some things you're going to read in the Psalms that are disturbing. Right. From um, laments, when, when they're grieving, or yeah. like imprecatory Psalms, which is like vengeance Psalms. Yes. Not, not many of those, but there's some bad There stories. are some. And you look up and you go, is Scripture saying it's okay to kill innocent people? And I would yeah. go, no, no, no. It's reflecting yeah. the heart of the writer that says, man, I want to get back at you the way that you've come at me. And yeah. a lot of times when we see the psalmist wish for things that are not like godly Psalm, in character. Yeah, Psalm 137 is the best example for me. Right, sure. Yeah. Dash, we want to take your infants and dash them on yeah, the rocks. Blessed, blessed is the guy that gets the Babylonians back, basically. Yeah, and the point is to say, they did this to our little babies. They that's did right. this to us. Oh, we wish it would happen to you. Yeah. Now that said, that's not a healthy or a or yeah. a godly idea. Good good thing we've got a whole lot of other Bible to say, you know, I'm supposed to actually love and pray for my enemies instead of that. Right? Exactly. So what do we do with that passage? We go, ah, this is a moment where they may not feel godly, yep. but they're real with God, and they trust their desire for vengeance to the Lord. Yep. They turn it over to them and go, this is how I feel. This is what I want. Yeah. I need to walk with you in this yep. because this would take over me. Good word. So when I'm reading the Psalms, I need to respect you know, their honesty, their directness. Sometimes they're describing a situation without prescribing it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of personification and metaphor and imagery. And I just need to figure out what are the boundaries and limits and let that speak and teach me. But a few other tips we could pass along one day if we did a podcast on like Hebrew poetry. And that would probably be a good idea. But for day, we're, today we're going to wrap the podcast up and 
finish this conversation tomorrow. So I hope this has gotten you uh, thinking a little bit about how to use the genre and awareness of the category of literature that you're reading in your Bible to be able to start interpreting scripture better. So tune in tomorrow for a follow-up. Listen, I hope that you'll be able to come to our discipleship groups tonight at church. Can't wait to see you. Our Wednesday night cafe groups have been terrific this spring. We're about to launch a whole new series. We'll tell you some more about that soon. But for now, church, God bless you. Enjoy your encounters with God in the scripture.